Returning to episode four of Talking Chit, it's your host, Tone Robin, and I want to dedicate this week to what I consider America as now. It's the birth of a new nation. It's the rising of people, making changes, transformations, and new business moves. It's the week of June 12th, and well, we're closing out the week. It's June 12th that I'm recording this segment here. And I want to dedicate this first segment on episode four to the black business owners. So before I start with what I want to say about about black businesses, I'm going to uh, rattle off a few for you that I've supported and I receive great service and products from these business owners. And then I'm going to close out by giving you a few more so I don't bombard you at one time. But um, if you're looking for shoe options, sports apparel, retail, uh, consider or go check out rockdeep.com. That's R-O-C-D-E-E-P.com, rockdeep.com. I bought a few things from him. I, uh, I met the owner myself. Real charismatic guy, Rocky, out of uh, out of Maryland. Awesome guy, man. Awesome guy. So check out Rock Deep. Um, also, for the ladies or, or, or people that are into uh, wellness in general, check out EssenceOfLotus.com for your favorite uh, shea butter products that you could use for moisturizing. Uh, on the body, I bought some beard balm from from uh, Essence of Lotus. Works out well. <laughs> My beard's growing; it's growing fast. That's all I can say. It's growing fast in this time that I'm uh, not frequenting the barber. But those are two businesses that I want to highlight starting out. But just focusing on black business in general. Wow, people support us. Not because we feel it's a desperate time, but support us because we do deliver great products, great service. And I know the age old adage that I consistently hear from people is black businesses. Man, they're so rude, common. They're so unprofessional, common. They're so ghetto, common. That's not really common, to be honest with you. It's all about an experience. And I want to present this to you because everywhere I go, I travel, 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 and I I stress that. I emphasize that. I travel a lot. So my opinion is not based on one neighborhood, one segment, one corner, one state, one, one fragment of an area that I'm using to, uh, as an example, to uh, to uh, generalize everybody's business, but 
you know, I've lived in a few states. And um, so, again, I've had a, I had an opportunity to to uh, do business with a lot of people. I've traveled abroad. So some of these people that are considered minorities in the United States, I've been in, in, in their in their mainland. And, you know, it's hit or miss no matter where you are. You know, for example, and I'm going to be I'm going to be very blunt. So not to offend anyone, anybody's culture, background or anything, but Chinese food places, carryouts that are in uh, mostly in urban neighborhoods that are selling your fried chicken wings, your fried rice, things of that nature. I've never really had anyone engage with me in any of those establishments other than to take my order and hand me my food and just the general look itself when when I'm doing business with these people are just it's very stoic very mundane so I can't say that their customer service was great was was stellar to the point where yeah that's what brought me back if I like the taste of the food I came back I continue to shop with these people and uh, that's even that's even when you're when you're going to the big chains, the chain stores. I mean, you know, we're emphatic about brand names, you know, a la. Nah, I'm not going to give them any credit in this segment. <laughs> this is all about the black business owners. But you guys know who I'm talking about. The brand names where you like to put on their belts, wear their shoes, you know, spend seven hundred dollars for a pair of shoes with with with. That look like uh, some elevated Walmart <laughs> orthopedic walking shoes, but you spend it, you highlight it in Snapchat, in your videos, and you feel real good about it. And to be honest, some of these small minority businesses have similar products, quality is just as good. But when you see a person in their boutique offering a similar product for the same price that you would purchase it from a major retailer, first thing you're like, oh, no way. I'm not buying that. Are you kidding me? Why would I spend that type of money with, 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 a, with, a, with a black-owned business? Hey, it's the same dollar that you spend over with the big name stores. Now keep in mind when they get the product made from uh, these sweatshops abroad, they're spending pennies on a dollar. They, you're buying shoes for seven hundred dollars that they may have constructed for good fifteen bucks. You know, imported in mass quantity back to the United States of America. Uh, the, the, the brand is established. They put it in, you know, your your their their uh, their standalone stores, or you know, they march them off into some of the stores like uh, Saks, other places like that, and you go in there willingly and spend the same money. So why not support black businesses the way that you support these other businesses, guys? We gotta be resourceful. We gotta be. We gotta think. We got to think it's not about having that mentality and I'm going to throw a little jab here at the church. It's 
not like you're uh, paying for the preacher's car, quote unquote, by uh, putting your tithes in the offering. And, uh, that, you know, no pun at anyone, but we, we, that's, that's the way we're viewing things when we're, when we're actually spending with a black business, kind of, sort of. I mean, love them, embrace them the way that you embrace all these major retail stores and uh, help us flourish in our communities, man. Help us grow in our communities. And over time, it won't be just a black business anymore. And And I'll say that because I've seen the success of, you know, eateries that are notable, that turned into franchise, that you could actually travel several states and you can see these eateries and you know for some people you know it was a Jamaican restaurant and uh, Golden Crust you know to be exact I was introduced to them up in uh, New York New Jersey area and then I started seeing the Golden Crust in Fort Lauderdale Miami West Palm Beach Georgia you know albeit Albeit there's a there's a West Indian population in those areas, but hell, you know, you went from selling beef patties in one location, one general area, and then you expanded regionally, and uh, that's that's an example of success to where it could and it could actually go from something being small to something major. And that's the, that's the optimal goal of any entrepreneur when they start their company. You know, it's a dream of theirs to be as big as some of the majors or if they've gone to school and gotten certain training, you know, such as designers, fashion designers, and seeing their store, seeing their product get picked up on shelves and all over the place and, and, and sauces and things from chefs that, that are out there, but... Guys, love us. Love us. That's that's my advice. Start loving us more. And here are a few more websites, products that I'm going to big up right now. Play it back so you can hear them. I uh, recently purchased from me and my son a few sweaters from, and I hope I'm pronouncing this one right, Inkichi Designs. Uh, designer out of uh, Legos. Nigeria, Nigeria, and that's spelled N-K-E-C-H-I, designs with an S, dot com, uh, commander in chic, commander in chic, dot com, that's C-O-M-M-A-N-D-E-R-I-N-C-H-I-C, dot com, now, for those that want to migrate and leave Facebook, you know, here's an option for you. There's a, there's another platform uh, kind of similar, and I, and I hate to use that because I, I don't want them to feel like, uh, you know, that I'm, I'm watering down their product. But uh, there's an app out there called xblackly. Again, that's xblackly.com. E-X-B-L-A-C-K-L-Y.com. Uh, similar to Facebook, man. Listen. Be like Moses. Let's part the water. Let's make a mass exit. 
off Facebook. Let's jump onto a platform that's for us, by us. <laughs> Plug and Fubu. There you go. Um, also, there's a there's a guy, one of my classmates. They do uh, they do a lot of things. Um, it's ex- ex- Euphoric Felicity Gems. That's E U P H O R I C F E L I C I T Y G E M Z. EuphoricFelicityGems.com. Uh, t shirts, face masks, special novelty things, uh, designer gem- jewelry, all at EuphoricFelicityGems.com. And the last one that I'm going to mention here, uh, they're launching next week, and this is great for parents. It's called ParentPlaygroundApp.com. Again, that's ParentPlaygroundApp.com. And that is something where you can set up play dates for your kids. From what I'm showing on their profile right now, it's something that I'm going to check out. And I encourage you to do the same. Remove the oppressive Confederate and Union statues publicly in the United States of America. What do we do? What do we do? That is the hot topic this week. Personally, this is an opinion segment here, and this is just my view on it. The Civil War, or the slave fight, as some may think it was, it was not about freedom of the slaves if you've actually done your history research. It was more so about money. (laughs) Money from the South of having more control than the North because all of the uh, money that was generated off of the industrial side, or excuse me, agricultural side of slave labor. Cotton picking, the uh, cropping of vegetables, fruits, etc., that are being distributed, sold. That was a big issue for the North. North was a little more industrial, and they had a concern, major concern. And also, this was about power, and with the history being understood South would have overtaken the North in the long haul because it would have outpaced the North financially off the back of slaves that's the real fight of the Civil War so no the Union did not come in and save black people they did not come in and save black people like a superhero, like some think. That is not the case. It's definitely not the case. They were fighting for
for their livelihood as well because they wanted to give slaves an opportunity in which I have a book that was written historical book just pointing out some of the facts of what transpired after the end of slavery and um, it was more so the guys in the north would come down they would solicit people saying hey you can move the tenements up north come work up north you can be free and with that newfound freedom you can dress nice you can enjoy these these new liberties and it really was a trick because the slaves were not educated they they did not have schools they were very oppressive they did not want the people from the slave trade to learn how to read and write they didn't want them to think for themselves so we're back to the battle of you know is it proper to have these generals you know Jackson Lee etc exalted in uh, on public display in this era you know so many people are going back and trying to correct the past in so many fashions in art in history and this is a big debate so what do you think about it is this something that needs to be done I was watching a segment earlier on C-SPAN and I was listening to some of the dialogue some of the feedback of who opposed and who supported the dismantling of these uh, these legacy founders or generals or, or whatever whatever they were to the nation at that time in their era. And it was a pretty interesting dialogue from some of the people that were calling in. You know, you can regionally tell the mindset of the individual based on the opinion that they gave and America you 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 are you are a great place to live freedom of speech is 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 awesome but the uh, incorrect behaviors teachings that have been passed on traditionally this is a habit that we're trying to break because it's still ruining lives. You have people that are confused, still believing in some of these age-old things, such as uh, slavery or the Confederacy was a good thing. The, the Confederate rebel flag is their heritage, is another thing, which is crazy. Because if you actually understood the symbolic meaning of why the flag was created you would you would look at this person who is who is championing themselves and beating their chest and saying this is their heritage and I've posted this a couple times over the past few weeks 
and I'm, I'm going to get into it here. So a couple things about the Confederacy and the flag. The flag was created by William T. Thompson, April 23rd, 1863. The creator of the Confederate flag, and this is in his own words, as a people, we are fighting to maintain the heaven-ordained supremacy of the white man over the inferior or colored race. A white flag would thus be embolotic of our cause. Upon a red field would stand forth our Southern Cross, gemmed, preserving in beautiful contrast the red, white, and blue. Those are his words. And again, you have a lot of people saying, this is our heritage. <laughs> what a heritage. So, again, you be the judge for yourself. I'm not a fan of it. And you know, I'm opposition. Here's my thing. And I've heard, and, I, and I'm going to I'm going to go waver back and forth here. Richmond, Virginia. There's a Confederacy museum. Reason being because uh I can't recall. I think it's I think it's I think it's Alabama, if I'm not mistaken. But Alabama but definitely Richmond, Virginia was home or headquarters to the Confederacy. It was Alabama, and then it moved, it transitioned to uh, Richmond, Virginia. So there's a museum that's there. This is America, freedom of speech. We can't tell you to, you know, demolish the museum, you know, or at least we won't go that far. You know, people have funding. They have, you know, private sponsorship, donorship, that they will continue to do what they want to do as long as it's within their constitutional rights. The museum is right there. So if anybody wants to go there and uh, relish their heritage, it's there. You, you And it's pretty expensive to get into. It's, it's not a free museum. It's not a part of the, uh, the, natural, the, the National Museums of the United States where you know they, they, they depend on federal funding or grantship. It is, it is a cost to get in. You can go in and check out whatever you want to check out or however history is written, so for say, in that particular museum. So, yeah, take down these monuments. Stop paying homage to something that uh, inflicts pain amongst a lot of minorities in the United States of America still um, but don't just do that on the confederate side confederacy side do it on the union side as well because they didn't love us come on let's be real let's be real take it down on both sides let's reset America start over fresh pack that junk away in a historical place in a museum for those that want to come and see it, they'll see it. And this is one thing you will, will will notice over time. If the people are not coming, essentially they'll just close the shit <laughs> and chuck all of this foolishness that they are holding on to 
over time because it's like anything else. It has to be an interest in it. Now, some of the crazy people were like, well, you need to take down Martin Luther King Jr. We jumped from that time to this time. Take down Martin Luther King Jr. in the fight for freedom and civil rights as well. <sighs> well, one thing I can say about Martin Luther King Jr. in Atlanta, again, it's in its own personal space. Yes, his name is denoted on many street corners. And I say take those down too because some, most of those are the most bloodiest street corners that you can find across the urban neighborhoods or black neighborhoods, African-American neighborhoods, whatever label you want to put on it. And this is facts. You know, every city to city, state to state, same old thing that occurs. So I'm not knocking them for saying that. That's a, that's a, to me, that's a valid point. You know, the MLK center has its own place already. So that's, that's established. Um, a lot of people travel there, black, white, and I'm going to say majority of the time when I'm there in the area, it's majority of white people coming to visit more so than us because uh, black people don't really like to be reminded of the painful past. You know, if we're not going by way of uh, some type of educational tour with the school, we don't leisurely <laughs> just swing by the MLK Center just for the hell of it. But I, I appreciate all those that support it and continue to uh, uphold the legacy of the uh, impact of Martin Luther King Jr., uh, what he what he did for America in his quest and his push for equality. So, hey, touche on that, on that note. Now, the other issue is the military bases or certain names of uh, military institutions. I say, man, look, like the guy said, and I agree with his viewpoint, get rid of it all. Scrub it. Rename it. Let's start fresh. The history is, is has been transcribed. But always remember, history is written by the ones who won a majority of the times. So we have a lot of lost history where there was battles, personal battles, going back to like people like Nat Turner. Their story isn't often told. Regardless of if they won or lost, the effort was still there. The fight was still there for their freedom. Their, their, their heralded fight for freedom. And that is lost because they didn't win. But, again, America, let's reset. Let's get rid of all of these, the hardship, pack it away. We don't even teach history in school anymore. Put it where it's due in the uh, regional areas of where those events occurred. You know, uphold them there, commemorate them there, allow people to come in and visit in a private manner and learn and explore their past, their traditions, their heritage from that viewpoint. 
And that's what I'll end. Hey, you. Yeah, you. There's a little homework for you. Sitting at home doing nothing. You got money in the bank. And you're waiting on the money market or savings account to make you rich. Guess what? It's not. You can build wealth from the comfort of your home by doing a little research for yourself. You got the stock market. It's way down, but it's definitely going to go back up. It's a risk, I know. But I'd rather take a risk with my $100 making 10 bucks in a month versus making point. 0.2% on the money that I have sitting in the bank. Guys, research for yourself. The apps are out there. Robinhood app, Cash app. You can buy fractions of stocks at a time. And what I mean by that, the stock is 300 bucks, and you want to buy in and you want to own a piece of Apple or Facebook, for example. You have 100 bucks sitting in the bank and you want to buy into that stock, you can put that 100 in there. Now you are one-third owners of a share. And over time, you can continue to purchase as much as you want and make it work for you. But again, study the market. This is not a sponsorship. I'm just giving you a little advice on how to build wealth because guess what? The banks are not going to make you rich. Other options that you have out there, I know everybody sees Forex, Forex, Forex. I've been asking about it a few times. It's been circulating. Forex is trading on the international exchange rate of the U.S. dollar with other countries. That is a little more technical, but there's a great opportunity for you to make a lot of money in Forex. If you can sit down and uh, actually understand the fundamentals of how to trade, when to trade, harmonic, you know, traditional, different methods to it. But again, guys, this is just a money tip on how to build wealth. I'm Tom Robin with the Talking Chip Podcast. Man, it's been crazy few weeks it's been really 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 crazy are you starting to wear down from all of the things that are going on in America right now are you starting to feel depressed or do you even recognize what depression is are you feeling disconnected you know um, increased anxiety worrying, you're panicking, feeling powerless, man, depression is real, and I know for a lot of people, yes, we have all of these wonderful apps, YouTube, uh, Netflix, Hulu, Prime, etc., because that's our escape. From reality is watching television. For a lot of us, males, females, kids, sports, sports been taken away. Professional sports globally has been taken away because everybody's been 
fighting the COVID fight. Guys, if you feel any anxiety, as I was saying, a lot of increased worrying, panic, anything outside of your norm, it's okay to get help. It's definitely okay to get help. Uh, Depression is real. Don't bottle things up. Don't get to a point to where you can't focus. You are trying to find an escape by using alcohol, by turning to drugs. Don't let it take you there. And if you need help, if you need help, there's a national hotline for you, for the helpline. And I'm going to give you that information here shortly. You know, write this number down. It's 1-800-662-4357. That's the national helpline. It's free. It's confidential. It's available 24-7, 365 days out of the year for treatment, referrals, and information service. If you have insurance, if you're still gainfully employed, um, they may want to uh, bounce things off your insurance to refer you in for clinical therapy. But don't be afraid. And outside of what's going on in general, I mean, if you if you battle depression on a normal basis, even before this occurred, please don't be afraid to get help. I mean, we all have our struggles. We all have our struggles. And uh, they're intensified even more so now because we're watching the same thing, most of us. We are watching the same thing, and you can't escape it. No matter how much you scroll, scroll down your timeline these days, someone is addressing racial tension or racism in general. Um, the police brutality and murder that is at the forefront um, and started a lot of the uproar in our nation so you you can't escape it you can't escape it at all you know 8 minutes 46 seconds symbolic number tragic number but that was the uh, amount of time that George Floyd pleaded for his life. That video is on the internet everywhere. Can't escape it. And with that trending, a lot of times, a lot of times, they, 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 the uh, social media is a program, and they hate to admit that, but they start incorporating other things. So they'll find every scenario of police brutality, um, murders, and they'll just start plugging them and sending them back at you, you know, pushing them, pushing them, pushing them. So, you know, everybody's not desensitized and we're definitely not adjusted to sit there and watch someone get lynched and die in that fashion before us. So it definitely can affect you psychologically psychologically 
you know, immediately. And uh, over time, it could it could continue to haunt you from seeing those images, whether you, whether you were physically there or not. So, again, I, clinical therapy, you know, I've done it in the past for myself personally. Not to deal with depression, but more so for me, it was relationship and just how to how to find love and just love myself more. But I'm not ashamed to admit that. You know, you have to be able to identify and know yourself to move forward, you know, and, and be the best you or a better you. So that's something that I want to address in closing. I wish all the listeners peace, love, and happiness. And uh, if you got to take a break, man, put the damn phones down, unplug, disconnect, go to the park, go to the beach, but wear your mask. You know, <laughs> stay safe overall. And um, in closing, you know, I just I just wish we all could get along because at the end of the day, we only bleed one color. Remember that. I was asked that by a friend a couple of days ago when I told her I was uh, having a unique conversation with someone who was a member of the Ku Klux Klan. And she asked me, was I afraid? And I said, no, we, we bleed one color. That's red. That's blood. So keep that in mind. Peace, love, and I'll see you next time as I close out episode four of the Talking Chip Podcast. Thank you.